Adam and Justin aren't here. Yeah. It's good. It's yeah. quiet. Yeah. It's um it's peaceful. Yes. The smell is nice mm-hmm. in the studio. And I get to do whatever the hell I want. Yes. So two things that I'm doing here. Number one, I'm not wearing any clothes because I don't have to worry about those two guys. And Doug doesn't mind. No, he's, it's a, it's he a doesn't great mind thing. at all. Yeah, he's he he's a he's a naked guy usually. Uh but the second thing I want to do is is I wanted to do a huge promotion for the month month of March. So before I go into it, uh, check this out. So uh, our two big bundles are the RGB bundle and the MAPS Super Bundle. Now, the RGB bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Now, these programs are programs by themselves, but if you combine all three of them, you get nine months of exercise programming. They are considered our core MAPS programs. And what we do is we put them all together and we cut 25% off the price. So you get a huge discount. Plus you get our mods for free. We have a sexy, sexy athlete mod, which teaches you how to meld green and black together or MAPS performance and MAPS aesthetic together. In other words, rather than doing one after another, you actually combine them. And uh, it, it's called sexy athlete mod because you get your athletic performance along with the aesthetics of MAPS uh, aesthetic. It also comes with the butt builder blueprint, which takes MAPS anabolic and MAPS aesthetic, combines them, and teaches you how to do focus sessions and trigger sessions specifically for your glutes. We also throw in with the RGB bundle the kettlebell for aesthetics program, which is a program based on purely uh, kettlebell type exercises. So if you have a pair of kettlebells, that's all you want to do. The KB4A program is perfect. That's all included with the RGB bundle, and it's all 25% off. Now, the MAP Super Bundle is the next level, and that has all of that, but it also includes uh, MAPS uh, Anywhere, which is our MAPS program that's designed to uh, teach you how to exercise or show you workouts to do at home without any equipment. It's perfect if you travel. It's a great bridge between MAPS programs. So let's say you do MAPS Anabolic. You're ready to go into MAPS Performance. MAPS Anywhere is a great bridge between them because it teach, it, it's all body weight type training. So it gives you good uh, proprioception, good control. We get lots of uh, compliments on the programming that goes behind this because bodyweight workouts can be very basic many times, and MAPS Anywhere is anything but basic. We also include our most popular program, our more recent program, uh, MAPS Prime. Now, this is the only program I know of in existence that will take you through a self-assessment. We call it a compass. And based on the compass, based on how your body moves, it directs you to do exercises or particular movements to set you up for your workout. So in other words, you've got an eight-minute priming session that's individualized that you do before your workout. And the reality is with Mass Prime, it doesn't matter what you do, whether you're competing in a sport, you can prime yourself before your sport, whether you're doing a MAPS workout or you're doing your own workout, if you prime your workout properly, central nervous system fires better, you get optimal muscle recruitment patterns, you get better adaptations. We also help you with post-prime, uh, in other words, what you do after your workout to direct uh, the type of adaptation signal that you sent. It's an extremely uh, unique uh, and advanced in terms of design program, but both MAPS Anywhere and MAPS uh, Prime are included with the MAPS Super Bundle. And so we take all those programs and then we cut 33% off. So those two things are awesome all by themselves. We'll check this out for the month of March, enroll in either the RGB Bundle or the MAP Super Bundle, and we're going to give you our forum, access to our private forum for free for life.
That's it. You pay nothing else ever. You enroll in those. You get on the forum. Now you can ask questions. Me, Justin, and Adam are on there all the time. You can get guidance. There's lots of trainers on there. It's pretty awesome. And you know, keep in mind, uh, at the end of this month, the forum price is going to go up. But once you're in, you're in. That's it for life. So again, a little rundown. The RGB bundle the or the MAP Super Bundle, already discounted, including, and they give you all the programming you're going to need, but you get the forum for free in the month of March. That's our big promotion. You can find all of this at mindpumpmedia.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Good time never seems so good. Is that, that's Neil Diamond too? That is Neil Neil, Diamond. Is that Neil Diamond? Of course it is. Oh, I didn't know that. What what were you thinking? I didn't know that was Neil Diamond. What song were you? What's a song that you know from Neil Diamond? I don't know any songs. God damn, I was trying to trick him into singing. No. (laughs) And if I did, I wouldn't, right? You know Uh, what? I have to apologize to to you, Adam. I've I've made you very self conscious, more self conscious about your singing than you should be. Oh. (sighs) Wow. Do you feel guilty? No, I'm not saying that he doesn't suck because he's terrible. (laughs) Don't feel guilty. But I don't want him to feel bad about it. You know, you're his friend. You can, told, you can throw it out there. <laughs> uh, Adam sounds like he's trying to sing bad when he sings. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he doesn't sound like a person who can't sing. He sounds like a person trying to not be able to sing. Mm. But I, th- I still don't want him to feel self-conscious about I, it. Yeah, too late. <laughs> wow. Too late. Now, anytime you guys start singing at the beginning, I instantly start getting hives all over my body because I'm nervous you're going to look to me. You know what, though? That's not true. I've heard you sing and hum more than ever because I know now you think it's hilarious. That's the way to go. It's because I'm practicing. I'm trying to get better. I have, you know, like anything else, I, you know, if I'm not good at it, I want to, I want to get better at it. Do you it, know so. what was funny? And this, I'm sure this episode's going to air. This one will probably air before Ben's episode, maybe the Ben Greenfield one. I don't know. Why do we keep doing that? Well, I don't care. Okay. In the beginning, you know how some, like Justin will sing or I'll sing a little bit, mm-hmm. and when Ben jumps in with this freaking, oh yeah, he takes, he's he got good, it all the way. He's got good pipes. He's got good pipes, but, the, but he knows every single word. Dude, like, I just, he I kind of, I kind of like trail off. I guess I was jealous because he knew every single word. And, and yeah, like, yeah, keep going, of course. And, and he's got a good voice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's got a, he's got a we, good. We were trying to like stump him with like baby in the jet, and he hit it, and he like, just fucking nailed it. But he it. went for too long. You yeah. know what I mean by too long? Like, yeah, okay, you can yeah. stop. Yeah, was, yeah. Like, I was you like, proved oh. your point. Like, I was like, oh my god, uh, uh, I think I'm gonna jump on piano for you. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I got my. I, I wanted to go back and forth with him. He wasn't catching any of that. No, no, he's like, t- he, no, he's he solo. Like, no, 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 solo. All he solo. drowned me out. Yeah, he, he like did. Mariah carried my ass. <laughs> There's I no mean, his podcast stars just him, so he's not. He I doesn't see. want to share this. I see what you're saying. He's I not used to saying. feeding off of anybody else. Dude, imagine how epic that would have been if he's like Betty, and I'm like Betty, Betty in the chat. Well, ended like. Let's be honest, Justin. Let's be honest. I don't. I I can understand because you are a spotlight stealer. No, I'm not. <laughs> you are. The way. You're a fucking spotlight stealer. What? Let's look at the facts. No. Every no. time there's a fucking poll on, on Instagram or on the forum, Just hey, no, no, no. Here, here's what the polls are. Who's I'm a shitty my way to who's the Who's your favorite host? Or who would you rather have sex with? Or who would you like to narrate the <laughs> Mind Pump story? Justin, every time. Yeah. yeah. Justin wins every single Only, time. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's, yeah. They only knew well, he was such an asshole, too. It's yeah. just it's not it's, fair. It's purely well, you, a facade. What you listeners don't know is he's a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He sounds so nice Fooled you. and jovial uh, on the on the, on the jo- podcast. Jovial, see? That's a great that's word like a fat for, joke. for Santa Claus. Doesn't that come across like a <laughs> yeah, fat joke? It, that's what you use for Santa Claus. That's how you That's how you call someone fat inadvertently. <laughs> yeah, you're like, in here, a nice here, way. Here, yeah, here, here's an upper, like, yeah. but it was a downer. Like, you know, you're always yeah. in a good mood. You always seem to be yeah. quite jolly. Thanks for that compliment. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel something. Because you, you can't help but think of a big fat Santa Claus when you yeah, say that. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, just yeah, like yeah. jolly. He just called yeah, me just jolly. Me. Uh, yeah. Like fuck you, bro. Like yeah, wait a second. Like that's you're well that. insulated. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. You're jo- comfortable, uh, jovialish. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. But anyway, nice and warm. Hey. I think uh, I think those arcade games in the gym were a bad idea. Oh, I'm so- <laughs> I know. So it, far, in some intense. So game. far, we've been here since 9 a.m. We have recorded one episode, and this one, which isn't even complete yet. And we've played four games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four long games. Well, like all four quarters of NBA totally, Jam. It's not totally like unproductive. Like I think it stimulated us. I do too. I think it's yeah, very, I mean, it was very productive. Yeah. It yeah. is, but Adam keeps winning. <laughs> Just like when my business partner comes in, like right when we're like in mid session, I'm like, fuck you. I'm like but, trying to like score. That was so like, great. Uh, Justin, hey, that you, what's up? That's your partner with the stick, right? She's yeah. The, okay. So she's the, what, and what, what's her role out of, I've met a couple, right? She's so, the patent attorney. So she's and, the Patent attorney. Yeah. So the patent attorney comes walking in our studio. <laughs> it's yeah. Justin playing and, video games. Yeah. And was, all four of us, Justin, like, I'm on Doug, fire. I'm a fucking dog on you. We are like into NBA Jam, like super intense. And she's like just standing there. And I look over my shoulder, I'm like, I have no <laughs> idea who this lady is. And then Justin, oh shit. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no, we, we were working real hard over yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, oh yeah, you're working hard. Huh? She's yeah. like, I picked the wrong yeah. partner. Yeah, this is great, right? Hey, has she been here yet? We are going to kill it. No, I don't think she has, has she? No. No, we no, we just met. God damn before, it, Justin! Like, I swear to God. What? What I did? Damn it! What? You? Why don't you show her around, man? Show her the inside of the studio. Get her all excited about everything. Um, uh, Justin's I don't a know. mean partner. <laughs> because like a, he got her out real quick. No, you know what? I did. I, her, her, and my other partner. I took through here like briefly, but I didn't show her like the inside of the studio, which I probably should have. Yeah. You get them all pumped up. I you introduce him to Adam. Did you show? Did yeah. you show her this? Like, should have. Yeah. You show her the secret room? Dude, it caught me like off guard. You know what I mean? Like I forgot that I set <laughs> like that up. You got caught jacking off? Yeah. That's what, Exactly. That's what it felt like. That's exactly what you I was had, like, oh no. That's how you reacted to it. That is, <laughs> Justin is not the guy who like, he, you, you, I bet, I'd love to ask Courtney this too. Like you would not be a good liar. You're probably Dude, like the worst. I'm the worst. That's worst why I can't liar. do it. Like, right away, you just no, dead, give, do like, dead giveaway. He's, Justin's the wrong. He is guilty. She all caught over me one time in the shower and I look over like, oh. No, she, no, she yeah, did like It was like, I saw a ghost. Oh, I can't. You know what I keep? You know what I was I like keep, hunched over, you know, and I'm kind of like looking up, like, oh. <laughs> you know what I keep picturing? We were talking about this the other day. You know when a dog's taking a poop? Yeah. And he looks over, that's Justin in the shower. <laughs> like he's got the, the, the posterior uh, pelvic tilt. I, 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 pro- I started shaking. Because he's jerking off too. and he looks over, like, yeah. oh. If I'm really quiet, my wife won't catch me. It's like scared my soul out of my body for a second. Did yeah. she ask you what you were doing or what? Did she, uh, she, no, she knew. She just yeah, shook she, her head. She knew. She, she just knew. shook her head. She actually has a face for me because she, she watched me one time. <laughs> and I'm like, if you ever fucking show me that face again, we are not married. <laughs> what? Yeah. what a double standard. She got me. She what got a me. double standard. Could you imagine if you walked in on her? It'd be like the greatest day of your life. I oh, know, but it just right? never it's just, happens. It's just hot yeah, right there, right? I wish. Walk in, well, they wipe. can hide it real easy. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, you well, can't hide it. Like, not really if it's they, like... <laughs> 
like <laughs> yeah. moving around and <laughs> oh shit, it didn't turn off. <laughs> all you could do is yeah. all you could do is like face your butt towards them so they can't see what's going on. You're like turns, oh, there's my back. There it is. Like, Why don't you turn around, Justin? Yeah. No, nothing. I got nothing. Uh, hey, didn't you didn't you have some fitness you wanted to talk about? Fitness? Yeah, you, Oh yeah. That's yeah, right. you had something you wanted to help shit. people with. No, you know what I want to talk about? What? Um what a great segue. Just yeah, getting caught. Just, just I, being God masturbating. Thank you guys that's, for bringing that's a, that out of that's me. That's abrupt. Yeah. No, uh, I wanted to talk about, I've had people ask me um, quite a few times over the past few months. We've touched upon this subject a few times on, on older podcasts. And it's on, you know, why, why it's more effective to undulate your calories versus being so consistent oh. every single day. Cool you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like I think when people are trying to lose weight or whatever and they figure out that they're, they they need to eat, I don't know, 1,500 calories a day to be at a deficit, that they make every single day, you know, right around 1,500 calories. And uh, it's so much more effective to move that up and down and average out over 1,500 calories. If that's the number you want to hit, it's better. you're better off averaging out over the course of a week at 1,500 calories a day versus hitting – 1500 every single day does that does that kind of make sense yeah yeah no absolutely do you do you recommend something similar to your no 100 percent. i th- here's though i th- i feel like there's a process to get there like i think you first have to become aware of how you're consuming and this is why i'm i'm such a um i'm so heavy on um tracking and i tell all my clients like when we first start off like tracking is a must it's a must because i just want to make you aware and most people are just they're unaware that they're unaware so the awareness of what you're consuming and where your your calories are at. So for that for that purpose, I'll put them in a, a you know first the first like I always talk about the first week I track and see where they're at, and then from there, uh, based off of their already current habits, I'm going to take their average caloric intake, and I'm going to keep it about the same. You know, based off their goal, if they're trying to reduce body fat and their calories are up high enough, I may put them in a slight deficit. But really, I'm just going to change their macros around because I, now I want to start teaching them about food. And I want them to track. And at first, so at first it's consistent. Yes, at just because fir- it's gets something to get used. They got to get used to it. Yes, exactly. It's starting a found. It's starting a, 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 in my opinion, a solid nutritional foundation. Then, then once they get an uh, understanding of that, and they're and they've been following that for a while, then I can start to manipulate macros, and I can start to show them like, listen, it's actually really good for you to go have a twenty two hundred calorie day. And then turn around and you're going to have like a 1300 calorie day. We can do that as long as the average, it's averaging out uh, where we should be. That's a great point because uh, undulating your calories is a step towards uh, intuitive eating. Yes. Um, Besides, okay, so let's talk a little bit about the benefits first before I talk about why that's a step towards intuitive eating. Number one, the body is very good at adapting. Uh, to whatever you throw at it, and if you're very consistent with your with being in a calorie deficit, your body's uh, metabolism will adapt in that direction and become quite efficient, and will stop burning as many calories. They call it adaptive thermogenesis. What we know is when you have a one high calorie day, we do know that the body boosts its calorie burn to compensate. So if you're if you're consistently eating 1,500 calories and that's a deficit, and then you throw in a 2,000 calorie day. Your metabolic rate will boost along with other hormones that boost metabolic rate like like, like leptin. Leptin will depress yeah. with low calories all the time. You have a high-calorie day, leptin starts to boost. It'll boost up, and you'll get a little bit of a, a calorie boost. Now, that calorie burn boost is only about 10 to 20% of your normal calorie you know, caloric uh, burn. However, if you implement this on a regular basis and you don't make it like a cheat day, because I'm not talking about a cheat day. 
I'm talking about strategically eating, you know, let's say your average is 1,500 calories. Well, if today I have 1,100 calories, then tomorrow I'll have 1,900 calories. You average out those two days, it's 1,500 calories, right? One's, you know, 1,100, one's 1,900. But what that does is it, it prevents my body, or at least it reduces my body's uh, adaptation process to slowing its metabolism down. And so it helps you avoid some of the pitfalls of of normal quote-unquote dieting. Well, let's talk about why that used to be really challenging too because even as a trainer, I used to not do that because I was scared to death to let my calories drop that low. Like Especially being a guy who wants to build Mm -hmm. and your goal is to put on mass and size and I had done my test for my BMR and my BMR says, okay, I should be consuming about 3,000 calories for maintenance and if I want to grow, I need to be like 3,500. Okay, so then I would have these days where, oh my God, I'm so behind on calories. And I was so focused on getting enough calories and, and not being lower than that because my body was going to start to metabolize muscle and I'd freak out. Mm-hmm. When really, the, I, I, and I would put bad, I'd make bad choices. You know, I'd eat whatever just to make sure I had a, my mentality and my attitude was it's better for me to eat something, uh, to eat something bad and in a surplus than to not eat anything at all because I'm going to lose muscle. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the flip is true for somebody who is trying to lose body fat, right? They have that same, the same fear. Yeah, they're afraid of the high-calorie day. Yes, mm-hmm. they're so afraid of the high-calorie day because it's also going to make them fat. And so then they're like always really low or pushing yeah. levels low. So they both, the, uh, they're both inversely related and they both uh, is a relationship with food that you need to work on and evolve. Like... And it takes time. I know it takes lots of time because uh, I, I've gone through this journey and I'm still working on getting better about intuitive eating and intuitive trading. And that is the ultimate goal of, of health, fitness, and your journey is to be able to be in a place that you want to be and be able to do it without stress or without total focus. It's just very natural for you, yeah, but it takes it, practice. And before we even get to that point, uh, there are some actual benefits to simply varying your calorie intake whether you want to gain or you want to lose. Uh, when you eat a larger calorie you know, uh, day or whatever, if I boost my calories for the day, my metabolism speeds up, I get an anabolic effect. So uh, you see protein synthesis increase, muscles mm-hmm. want to build, um, hormones start to react to this. When I have a low calorie day, uh, fat, uh, fat burning uh, goes up, um, insulin sensitivity goes up. Now, if I stay high calorie for a long time, uh, my body, that anabolic effect starts to dampen and it starts to store body fat. If I stay low calorie for too long, that fat burning effect starts to dampen as my metabolism starts to slow down. And so what you're trying to do is you're trying to circumvent those issues. Mm. Whether you're interrupting that whole process. Right. Whether you're bulking or whether you're cutting to have these calorie fluctuations, uh, throughout the week where some days are higher and some days are lower. Which is really tough because I mean, even I, I noticed too in, in myself if I'm really trying to kind of cut down like how hard it is for me to then go back and eat more calories and introduce that to, to do that very same thing you're talking about. I got to interrupt that process. I'm too much focused on, you know, being in this calorie deficit where now my body is like, this is the new standard. Like, this is what my body's trying to make so efficient. So that way, you know, I, I can move and I can produce what I normally do per day. But now, you know, I've hit a wall. And, th- and there is definitely a psychological component Absolutely. to undulating calories. There's, now, a, there's a major one. Major. I, I think, the, and this is where I blame the fitness industry because we, and I, we put so much pressure on people with the, the gaining and the losing of muscle or body fat 
that we, we put out studies, we put out information out there to promote fat burners, to promote supplements, to promote things, to make people think that if you don't do this, this could happen. If you do this, this is going to help you. And so people really get scared into this, this way, this pattern of eating, regardless if it's to lose body fat or to build muscle, that is really um, the, the, the gray science. Like it's not – yeah, if I lived in a ridiculous deficit for a long extended period of time and I continued to push the body, my body could start to metabolize muscle. Like there, there is that absolute possibility there. But the possibility of that happening because you had one day where you were 100% fasted or you had two or three days in a row. Where you no, it doesn't 30, happen. 30, no, it didn't happen. No, it doesn't. And the same thing goes, like I said, with some the, the other scare of putting on fat. Like if you've been living in this like 1,300 calorie, this, and this is how I actually do this with clients. So once we find maintenance, We've figured that out, and then I'll do something, and I'm just about to do this right now with uh, Sam. So a little shout-out to her, and we just did, were discussing this yesterday. I said, okay, now we get to the fun part of coaching. And I've had her – we haven't done this yet, and I've now ha- I've had her for three months. So to me, you have to establish a very good relationship and understanding of food and how it affects you before I start playing with this and manipulating with this. Mm-hmm. So now that she has a very good understanding of how sugar affects her body, where she needs to be at fat, where she needs to be at protein, what's a high day for her, what's a low day, where does she feel satisfied? Like we've connected all these dots. Now I'm like, okay, now let's start playing with a little bit of science here. Let's have some fun. Let's let's push your body a little bit and let's see how it responds. So I'll tell her, okay, I want you to go three days in a row and I'm going to keep you around 1300 to 1500 calories. I want you to stay in that range somewhere. And I want you to give me feedback as we're going through. I want to know, do you feel fine? Do you feel hungry? Do you, are you getting lightheaded? Do you, do you feel good? Do you feel strong? Like, so we're, we're doing that. And then after she does it, then I'll, then I'll give her what, what the, the bodybuilding industry refers to as like a refeed. But really all I'm doing is I'm averaging her calories back out of where her body needs and where it should be. And I'll say, okay, now I want you to have 20, 2,600 calories. You know, let's have 2,600 calories this day. We've just came off of having three, four days of a deficit like that. And now respond. And then I explain to her what she's going to see. Now we, we increased your calories to 2,600 for that one day. So of course, you're going to see your, you have an increase of carbs, which is going to pair with more water. You're probably going to drink more water because your sodium is going to be up, more sodium, more water again. So you're going to see the scale probably go up one and a half pounds. I don't care. Don't worry about it. The benefits that we're going to get from the spiked leptin and the metabolism response you're going to get is going to counter that over the next three to four days. And you'll see that if you just be patient. In fact, anecdotally speaking, I see that uh, it becomes very clear. When people undulate their calories like that, you see their weight go up a little bit, like Adam was saying. With water, and then you see it all of a sudden fat loss start to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they maybe went up one, one and a half, two pounds, and then five days later they're down three or four, um, and you get this boost. Uh, in fact, you'll notice it with yourself. You'll notice your appetite will go up after having one of those higher calorie days. Yeah, when, when I got a lot, I got really into this when I started to research the where was the science of these refeeds. Like uh, the bodybuilding industry has been doing, and we talk about well, how they the, took some science though, and they went nuts with they it. They did. They, they did, did and, the whole and, cheat day, and, and that's how my my yeah. mind works. Is okay. So when I was going through the whole competing process, and this is kind of the the, the norm is these these carb cycles and low calorie diets, and then you have what are called refeeds that these coaches were telling them. I'm like, okay, well, let's get let's break down the science of 
what do these refeeds do? Because obviously there is some science behind it. There is a purpose behind it. There is a way to do it. Most of these competitors and most of these people that are doing don't really quite understand exactly what they're doing. They just know that they've been cutting really hard and their coach told them to stay low and they've done a good job. So he rewards them with a cheat day. Mm -hmm. That's the wrong fucking message. The right message is let's talk about leptin. Let's talk about what you're doing with your metabolism by doing that. And that's where I, that's why I do talk about leptin because this is where I started to learn a lot about, okay, this is what's really happening in the body is we are creating this thermogenic effect by doing that because leptin is the, the hormone that's responsible for telling your body that it has more energy to burn. You give it fuel, which you give it food. So when your body gives it, you give it any food, leptin is going to naturally spike. The more you give it, the harder it spikes. And that hormone is a signal telling the body, hey, we have tons of energy to burn and then it shoots the metabolism up. Now, the things that most people, what happened to most people is the metabolism gets fired up and then it also could promote hunger the, the following day. So this is where I coach to this. I tell people, okay, we just did that. 20- and this is the psychological benefit this, of doing it. Yeah, this is exactly. So here we go. We go into after I just fed you 2,600 calories. Now we're going into the next day. Now this is where, and this is, this to me is where, uh, this is where we make our money. This is where I really can help somebody is to connect these dots. Like, okay, we just had that great feed day. Uh, uh, right now you're, you're, I'm already ahead of it, but so I, I let them know before it happens, right? You're going to go up a little bit on the scale. You're going to feel this. You're going to notice that, right? These are the signs you're going to pick up. These are all fine. You're also going to have a hard time controlling your appetite the next day because guess what happened? You shot the leptin up. Your metabolism is on fire. You're telling it it has more fuel, more energy. Well, you've utilized that, those calories I gave you. And now it's like, it's pumping again. That's the, that's the idea of the refeed is that you shoot that metabolism back up. You get, because you've been in a deficit for so long, you've started to suppress that leptin. Now I'm going to ramp it back up. It shoots it back up. But then I also need to be disciplined and in control because the appetite goes up. So is my hunger. Mm -hmm. And as long as I can go back and stay in control and go back to where homeostasis or where my my balance of calories. I've been kind of keeping myself. Take her back down That's to that fifteen hundred. That's why it's all a, a step process. You really yes. have to determine whether or not you know psychologically they're ready to make good decisions. You know, as far as like getting whole natural foods, going through that process, showing you you know that it can be a frequent habit that they've established. And absolutely, you know that way. Then now they're going into the next step. So the next step is to kind of play with these these ideas and these calorie ranges and undulate this. And uh, yeah, then it becomes it becomes a lot harder psychologically. That's a, that's a, like third level, right yeah. there. It's there, it's it's no different than when you're learning how to do a, a squat or any other exercise. Exactly. It's you start with a very tightening you, the screw. You regress down. everything back. So if, I, if you've never barbell squatted before, I may have you start off with. Uh, you know, sitting down on a bench and standing back up with no weight. And then I may have you do single leg step ups on, on some kind of elevation. Then I might have you do a squat with a broomstick. Then I may move you to a barbell. Yeah. And then These wait. They're all levels. They're all levels, right? <clears throat> what you want to understand is constantly tracking your food is not where you want to end up. It's, it's a step towards the Ex- right direction. Excellent, excellent way to say that. <laughs> but you don't want to, that's not where you want to stay. You don't want to end up there. So, you know, like Adam was saying, you know, step one, start tracking, paying attention. Step two, okay, eat these calories. Here's your macro targets. Step three, let's undulate those because you're, you're, you're progressing them towards 
real life because in real life you don't eat the same calories same grams of proteins fats and carbohydrate every no. single day you can't do that forever and you don't want to and you don't want to you want who to who cons- wants to live their life like and, that and besides yeah. that we didn't evolve that way yeah our bodies did not evolve it was like that we were out hunting you're like oh shit there's 30 grams of protein okay. kill it yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it was ex- it, 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 I'm by, only gonna eat this now we <laughs> ate so our in a refrigerator that hasn't been invented yet right we we evolved with a diet that was so different uh, from day to day, week to week, and definitely from season to season, that our bodies eventually adapt, uh, you know, evolved to thrive on this kind of a diet. This is why fasting uh, is so good for, for people because we evolved through long periods of, of time without food. Um, and I, I, you know, I was just listening to uh, a scientist uh, speak about this the other day. I was listening to um, Dr. Rhonda Patrick's podcast. I want to give her a shout out, by the way. Great podcast. If you like lots of information, uh, that's a great one. Very, very science. We will have her on here eventually. We've been in yeah. communication. With I want to get her on the show. So. She's she's a, she's a knowledge bomb. She's awesome. Sure. She's awesome. Awesome person. Um, but anyhow, uh, what he was saying is is that it, rather than considering fasting a stress on the body and your body adapting to that, which is something we've said millions of times, he said just consider it like a different operating program. When you're operating with food, your body works off of one program. When you operate without food, your body works off of a different program. And your body needs to have both of those. Well, your body, uh, our bodies did not evolve. I mean, you know, taking fasting out of the equation, our bodies did not evolve eating consistently the same shit every single day. Even if your food is, 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 if you have lots of variety in your food, eating the same calories and macronutrients is even too consistent. You're better off having variety and even your macros and your calories and doing this in a structured way is a step to, towards getting to real life intuitive. <laughs> but I, I also want to... That and, static is Adam's uh, face, by the way. Oh, you can hear that? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you're rubbing your, <laughs> rubbing, rubbing like, your face pubes. What is going on? I, I was, I was, I was listening to Sal, pubes. right? Really, I was getting yeah, into what he was saying. Into, he's like, well, I just like want to... twirling his hair. I just want to... <laughs> sorry. flirting again. <laughs> it's been a while since my you're beard so been smart. You throw something at me. I think you know what. Normally, Doug gives me a look. Like when I was I, like trying to be like, "Hey, man." Yeah. Normally, like, normally when I'm like making deep. an annoying sound, Doug gives me like this look, He's like, like "Motherfucker, stop it!" Yeah. Stop chewing on ice or something. I was into Sal like, talking. You're, you're right making there. some sense. So, I, okay. So, um, Samantha, who I'm talking about right now, um, I hope she doesn't mind. I'm putting her business out there a little bit. Uh, she is uh, somebody who is uh, very smart. Uh, been around fitness for life. All of her family members are all into it. Uh, she it, like. So you're talking, and then on top of that, uh, she's hired me to coach her, and I took her for three months before we started messing with this stuff. So I just want to, I just want to reiterate that because I know when we say things like this, then I also know because I've had tons and tons of clients that you you give this information to them, then it's like giving them the the uh, all of a sudden this latitude to eat whatever they want, and who gives a shit? Because I heard on Mind Pump that we should be undulating and we should have high days and we should have low days, and then they have this inconsistency inconsistency of of eating right or eating well for their body because we all of a sudden give them we give them all this latitude. Well. You, you first need to put in the work before you get to, this is definitely to me uh, this is when you're getting really close to intuitive eating you've been able to naturally undulate your calories that you don't have to track whatsoever but before you get to that point you have to have tracked in my opinion for a while you have to have made those connections with different macronutrients and how they affect your body you need to you should be able to know a, a rough idea of 
where you uh, where you need to be at calorically to maintain your weight or to gain or to lose. Like you need to ha- you need to have an idea of what uh, a consistent month looks like of activity. You know where you know your patterns that where. Do you have days where like, you know, I and I like to use the analogy of Sunday football for me because it is such an extreme difference mm-hmm. uh, on a Tuesday, a Tuesday, I'll step 20,000 steps. I'll burn over 5,000 calories on Sunday. I had a Sunday just recently where I literally stepped under 2000 steps and burned under 3000. I mean, that's a 2000 calorie swing. Now I don't need to change my food necessarily right on that day, but I need to be aware that my, my, my intake or my, my maintenance is in. Yeah. That, that needs to be factored in there. That needs to, I need to have that understanding that, you know, and for me, I've learned to just, it's easier to schedule a different way of eating on the days that I have less activity. So those are the days I tend to fast or meal skip or go long periods of time without consuming because shit, I ain't moving. Mm-hmm. But I I think that has also been something that has uh, taken a lot of discipline because when I'm sitting watching football is when I want pizza or I want beer or I want, you know, there, and then there's the psychological part. Mm-hmm. I'm not really truly hungry. My body doesn't really need fuel. I'm not pushing it in. Well, to it's where- interesting. I was thinking like about two different types of people, like one that really good about forward thinking and planning and, you know, doing all these types of things versus somebody that sort of is a little bit more like after the fact, like, oh, okay, and then I'm going to kind of be a little more flexible and relaxed about this or that. Like, So I I think that, too, like you could get into a trap if you're the type of person that really like plans everything out and wants to know everything way ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it just gets fixated on this fact that like, well, on this day, I'm doing this. So then I'm like so strict and, and, and stringent about what I'm doing leading up to that day versus, you know, allowing, you know, whatever part of life or, or to, to kind of come through and then you can just adjust and, and make these like slight adjustments, not like overcompensations, but slight adjustments. Yeah. This, this is the, this is where the whole concept of uh, mini bulking and mini cuts, you know, mm-hmm. came about. This mm-hmm. is where we've did, you know, old episodes where we talked about. So this know, is actually how this came up with Samantha. She, she's obviously a, a big listener. So she brought that up. She goes, Hey, I wanted to ask you about how you utilize the mini cuts and the mini bulks that mm-hmm. you guys always talk about. And I said, you know what? This is perfect. You're, we're at a point now. I said, cause I hadn't seen her in a while. I just had brought her back in to kind of see where she's at. And uh, she's done phenomenal. She looks phenomenal. Uh, it, it, at least as long as I've known her, she's the best shape I've ever seen her. And uh, is very, very in tune with what's going on with her body nutritionally and mechanically when she works out. So I'm like, now we're into the fun shit. Like now it's time to. It takes a teach while to get stuff. there, but yeah. it's it's awesome when yeah, you do yeah, get yeah. there. But yeah, people need to realize that uh, when you eat low calories, your body slows down, and when you eat high calories, your metabolism speeds up. But that uh, effect is not super long lasting, and so that's why we did the mini bulk and mini cuts. So if you are bulking constantly. And any look, any guy listening knows, you bump up your calories. Initially, you build more muscle, you get stronger. You stay on that for long enough, and before you know it, you're not really gaining muscle anymore. You're just getting fatter. And the same thing happens with weight loss. And by fluctuating your calories, you can avoid a lot of those pitfalls. It makes a tremendous difference. But like we're saying, it is a step towards intuitive eating. One of the things I like to do with people, and it takes, obviously, like Adam's saying, it takes a while to get here. But when they have that high-calorie day, I like to follow a very high-calorie day immediately with the fast uh, where they don't eat their first meal. To like Which I want to tell you, this is very hard to very do. Challenge. It's very hard very to do. Because you just shot that leptin up, yes. and, and this is why I warn people going into the next day, 
This is and uh, a lot of times this is really this is common, right? So, but you you know why I'm doing it, right? No, I, of course, it's 100. percent I'm I'm looking for the psychological benefit mm-hmm. and the psychological benefit of well, you get two huge benefits from that. You get the psychological and one, you get the fat burning. You get the fat burning. I mean, big you want, time because you your leptin is spiked. Yeah, you just spiked your leptin. Your body is your, that metabolism is fired and rolling, and then you deprive it of calories. Shit, you are shredding fat. That is you a are. great strategy for mm-hmm. leaning out fast, but it is also a very advanced technique of doing. Doing that and learning to listen to those signals. So, yeah, I, I think that's a awesome, uh, I, I like awesome it. level to get at. I like the psychological like benefit. I like the psychological benefit because teaches it helps portion teaches you control. Well, it just control. it just helps them uh, be okay with feeling hungry. And of course, the yeah, people like it's that you're not going to die. Yeah, Watch it'll pass. Right. Yeah. And by the way, I'm talking about most. You know, if I'm working with someone who's got normal, you know, food relationship issues, I'm not talking about extreme food relationship issues. Like if I'm dealing with someone who's you know, who's had anorexia or bulimia, I'm going to treat them oh, a little bit differently. 100%. I guess that's yeah, we're good. Not you, talking I'm glad you brought that up. I want to say that because someone who's yeah. anorexic uh, has no problem uh, avoiding hunger. In fact, they've ignored it so much that they probably don't even feel it anymore. And they might even feel repulsed by food, mm-hmm. even though that their body is sending them all these signals to eat more food. I'm talking about the average person who's got their normal, you know, relationships with food. When they had a high calorie day and I followed up with a fast, it teaches them to be okay with a little bit of hunger and also to embrace the kind of energy they get from the day after when they fast. Because what you'll find is when you have those higher calorie days, the day after if you fast, you'll have this really good uh, energy throughout the day. Drink lots of water. You'll find that you've got this kind of this wired type of energy, almost like you drank a little extra coffee, except it's not very, you're not nervous. It's more mm. of this calm type of energy. And then the following day, I'll bump the calories back up. But these techniques uh, contribute quite a bit to the fat burning process, but also to the muscle building process. You know, one of the ways your body goes to burn more calories is it sends a signal to build more muscle. So, you know, if I'm dieting and I might calories are low on a consistent basis and I'm not undulating them, I'm always at 1,500 calories a day, uh, it's my body's not going to want to really build any muscle, or even it might even try to adapt in the direction of, you know, reducing muscle mass to slow my metabolism down. That's one of the one of the ways it'll do that. But if I throw in some higher calorie days, uh, my body's probably going to be more likely to hold on to muscle as part of its, you know, uh, you know, uh, as part of trying to keep the metabolism fast. So it's a very effective technique. When I see people eating so consistently with the same calories and same macros every single day, you know, um, uh, it, it, they just don't understand. They don't realize that what they're doing is they're, they're trying to get their metabolism to slow down. Mm-hmm. They're sending a consistent signal to their body to reduce its, its calorie burn, to lower its hormones in response to it, to reduce the signal to build muscle and to you know hold on to fat easier because now it's burning less well, calories. Well, you, you, you made a comparison to squatting and I, I feel like this is um, like program designing, right? And there's- mm-hmm. Totally. There's, like, like we don't, our MAPS programs are not the same thing all the time. Yeah. Like it, nothing should be that way. And, and we encourage people to, um, to modify it and we've built mods for some of them and we talk about there's places to interject and intermittently uh, introduce going to failure and, and training at higher intensities. But- the idea is that we lay in this solid foundation. That's what we knew too. Like that, and that's what I knew when I first, when Sal first sent over the very first maps before we ever even started Mind Pump. I, I just knew this was the message that people needed. Like every program I'd ever seen before is like it was preaching the opposite mm-hmm. uh, message. And it's not that 
you know, maps is the end all be all. It's that the the way it's designed is what's going to benefit literally a majority of people that are out there because the message that's being sent out there is the opposite of what they should be doing right now because there's so much work they need to do to lay a solid foundation before they even get to that stuff. And I always used to tell people when they start doing all these weird creative exercises and beast mode training. Also, it's like, Dude, you're you're like a guy who's learning to play basketball and you just got on the basketball court and you're out there like practicing 360 moves and between the legs all crazy. Yeah. It's like you can Windmill barely dunks. dribble you can barely dribble the ball, dude. You can barely dribble the ball and you're wanting to learn like this crossover, you know, crazy move that you saw Stephen Curry do on TV mm-hmm. and you're trying to make these behind the back passes. It's like Bro, stick, get the fundamentals down. I'm not yeah. saying that that's not awesome. There's not a way Bank to... shots. Yeah learn, yeah, learn the fundamentals of nutrition. Learn the fundamentals of uh, training, and then you start to implement it. But there's definitely levels and steps to this, and I feel like the undulating the calories and food is a, is a crucial step. It is a point that you, wanna, you ultimately want to get to. It is one more step closer to intuitive eating, but do not neglect the foundation. Do not neglect. That was That's actually my favorite sports analogy yet. What? The one you just gave? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know. Spoken from somebody who plays. And as you get better at this, uh, undu- your undulations can be more extreme. I mean, when I first start people off like this, I'll have them undulate, you know, 300 calories or 400 calories uh, each day. As you get better, man, you could go pretty wild. I mean, I, I personally, this is how I eat, okay? I eat this way. Like, it's very intuitive. Take off and let them titties out. Yeah, I, what? <laughs> that go, was random. Go left, wild. Left turn. Oh, I see. Uh, I This is kind of how I eat, um, and it's very intuitive. Obviously, I don't track, but I can guarantee you there's there's days where I have probably, and I'm, you know, I'm 100 and almost 190 pounds, and my metabolism pretty pretty fast. There's days where I have no problem 1,200 calories. That's it. There's definite days where I just have 1,200 calories. And then there's days where I have 4,000 calories or 3,500 calories. So I, I, I definitely give myself big swings because I notice uh, dramatic benefits with those big swings. I know when I have the big calorie day that I'm going to see boosts in strength and I'm going to see boosts or I'm going to feel boosts in anabolic hormones. When I have those real low calorie days, I'm going to see boosts in cognitive function. I'm going to see boosts in uh, certain types of energy. Um, I'm going to uh, be okay with uh, not eating certain foods. And, and, and that's another thing too. These low calorie days that you have are really good at breaking those chains that you may have towards uh, your, you know, your weaknesses like sugar or chocolate or you know, whatever you know, food it is that, ha- that happens to be for you. Throwing in a real low calorie day is almost like a reset point. It kind of resets you to get you back on track uh, with your nutrition. Uh, and lastly, uh, hormones. Let's talk about hormones for a second. People don't realize that when you diet um, or when you are in a bulk, your horm- hormones start to adjust and you notice uh, testosterone, growth hormone, and insulin start to change according to that that too consistent of a diet. And, and undulating or changing it We'll switch those around and keep them more towards uh, youthful levels. Mm. For example, if your calories are low all the time, you'll see depressions of testosterone. You'll see uh, women's estrogen levels start to come, you know, uh, to be out of whack. Throwing in those high calorie days will help mitigate that and, and reduce that effect. And the same thing when I go high calorie, when I start to bump up, if I'm going to have a high calorie day and I'm going to have more carbohydrates, for example, I'm going to be very sensitive. My insulin is going to be very sensitive to carbohydrates. I'm going to take those carbohydrates. I'm going to shuttle them into muscle. I'm going to get lots of benefit from them. And my insulin doesn't need to explode 
through the stratosphere in order to, to compensate for the for those extra carbohydrates. But if I'm always eating high calories, you start to see insulin sensitivity start to creep up, um, and which can become a problem, you know, later on uh, with you know with uh, eating those excess carbohydrates. So. Uh, undulating calories is a step you should take towards intuitive eating. And if you're somebody that's been tracking for a long time, um, I recommend you give it a shot right now. Take your total calories for the week, uh, get that number, go ahead and hit that number and give yourself some high calorie days. You should have at least one or two high calorie days during the week, Mm. one or two real low calorie days during the week. And then, uh, the rest of the week should be somewhere in the middle. Um, and your macros, your macro percentages should change a little bit as well. So it's not just about eating the same macro percentage and bumping everything up. Even throw in some some days where maybe your protein intake is well, as I, half of what it I want. Is. I want to challenge the people that you're challenging to do this. To uh, don't not track it though. Don't not. Um, no, no, no. If, unless you're at the point where you can eat intuitively, still track it. You still yeah, got to count cause, everything because you are bringing up some great points about you know because you're gonna obviously if you're gonna increase your calories, you're gonna naturally in, uh, change your your macro profile to a point, right? I mean, I guess you could you know keep the percentages the same, but you're going to have more carbs or more fat you know, or more protein in order to get to that higher calorie, right. bottom line. Right. So I want you to track so you can pay attention to how you feel because you, th- it might, this, you might learn some new things about, wow, when I eat this much protein, this is how I feel, you know, that that's a little beyond where I want to be. Or that when I eat more fat, wow, I didn't realize I, I sleep like this or, oh, when I had this much carbs, I noticed that I wanted even more carbs than that. Or I noticed that I had a huge crash later on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, still, even though you're using this surplus and even though you're undulating and you're doing all these for the benefits of the hormones, like we're talking about and the whole refeed concept mm-hmm. with leptin also still track so you can pay attention to the signals that your body gives you when you consume at a, a higher level of those numbers and, you know, and then start to manipulate and play those. So maybe, well, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you guys brought this up as a step too. Cause I was just thinking about a question somebody had a while back. I think it might've been Cassidy where she's like super into tracking and super dialed, yeah. but doesn't know where to go from there. Yeah. You know, like th- this would be one of those. Absolutely. Those this is a step. Take this right is one, 100% a step, and it's a long process. You go from tracking to undulating tracking to one or two days a week and not tracking to four days a week and not tracking to not tracking at all. And then many times you have to go back to tracking. Uh, because you find yourself oh, going, I always, going way off. You I, have to go back and forth because it's a it's a tough process. But it's funny, too, because, uh, you know, Adam, you've competed several times. One of the most anabolic environments you can ever be in, and correct me if I'm wrong, is post-contest. Oh, it's the, there's nothing that compares to it. No amount of testosterone I've ever taken in my life compares to the anabolic feeling I've had from being deprived nutritionally for so long and then the the feeling of... Feed, refeeding the body and then watching and, your muscles grow oh, and, and your metabolism uh, go through the roof turn into the Hulk now, it, now you can do it see that's the thing like, anybody who's competed probably knows what that feels yeah they know exactly what you're talking about and you can you you can take advantage of that not not on that dramatic of a level but you can take advantage of that yeah, absolutely with in doses yeah. with undulating your calories there's also some science that that shows that protein uh, your, your body can actually become desensitized to protein if I'm constantly eating and if I'm a 200 pound man and I'm eating a 200 grams of protein which is high protein every single day, 
my body becomes less efficient at utilizing that protein for the purposes that protein, uh, you know, are most needed for, which is repair and rebuild of muscle you, tissue and other tissue in the, in the in the body. If I have a day where I eat a hundred cal, a hundred grams of protein, and I make up for it with fats and, and carbs, and then I throw in that two hundred gram of protein day again. There's evidence to show that my my sensitivity to protein or my the protein synthesis boost I get from high protein goes up, and the same thing goes for carbohydrates. You know, when when we when you talk to endurance athletes who carb load before they carb load, many times they cut their carbs, mm-hmm. they cut their carbs so that they become more sensitive to carbohydrates. Then when they carb load, they get more glycogen storage. It becomes more effective. Well, it's when like, we interview it's like the sponge theory, right? It's very yes. It's like uh, it almost it's kind of obvious when you really think about it. Like the way the body is going to absorb these nutrients, and if we were constantly flooding it with more than we need, and you're so fixated on I got to get my protein intake, and I'm getting 200 plus grams of protein every single day, and you've been doing that for weeks on end straight, like you're just you're just you got a sponge and you're just fucking saturating yeah. it. So it might be maximally mm-hmm. filled the whole time, but it's overfilled and just all that other spillage is is wasted energy that you could be utilizing for other things and it, or you could be doing it for other macronutrients and enjoying yourself and having different a uh, better balance like it's also it's also such an effective tool to uh to observe your own body like how do i feel now that I've always eaten 200 grams of protein a day, how am I going to feel when I eat 100 grams of protein? Or nothing. Or like I started when you when you were talking about this was something, and I, we talk about how you know we're constantly pushing ourselves here. And what I love about being on this show with you guys is that you know I remember listening to you how you would uh, interject your vegan days. And part of why I always, you know, didn't like doing vegan because it was very challenging for me to get my protein intake. Oh, that's it's, that's my low protein. Day. So I 100%. started doing the same thing where I was like, I would intermittently put these, you know, and I don't go to us. I guess I don't really go to the extent where I'm like trying so focused to be vegan as much as I'm like, I'm not going to care about protein. I'm going to eat a ton of vegetables this day and I'm just going to overload all that. Like because my body hasn't got enough of it. What do you notice on that day? And what do you notice the day after? No, I feel great. I feel great. I, you, yeah. I, what I feel like is exactly what's happening is I'm giving my body the nutrients that I had been getting deprived of it because I'd lost, I wasn't getting, getting enough greens, especially if you uh, believe in like a, you know, the Terry Walls type of method and, and eating. I mean, you're talking like six to eight, you know, servings. Big plates yeah, of vegetables of, a day. Of vegetables a day. Like I don't mm. get anywhere near that on a regular no, basis. No, no, no. In fact, a really good day for me is probably half of that. So I try and have this day, you know, and intermittently introduce these days where that it's, I'm just salads, salads and veggies and like, and I'm just, and on my salads, I'm loading it with Maybe all these. you don't feel as much like a murderer. Yeah, right. You know I mean? <laughs> like, like you're killing all You're not killing animals, like but you're. the innocence of the but world. But you're taking their food. Yeah. Which is not yeah, good either. That's it. No. Yeah, you know, and it, I, when the next day, when killing I, really slow moving life forms, reintroduce the protein. My body feels great. Like then you notice like a, almost like a a muscle building boost. From yeah, it. you get this little. It's it's that feeling you're talking. It's a, on a much smaller level, like the feeling you're talking about that you get when you know after a show when you've been deprived. Yeah, and then you refeed. it's that same feeling just on a very smaller scale. Yes, and and, and 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 to take it a step further, how do you know? How well you respond to carbohydrates, proteins, and fats if you've never really had days where you've avoided mm. them? Like you don't know. It's funny because you know I'll work with clients. I'm working with, with so some, obvious, but so true. I'm working with someone right now, um, young lady. You know she's you know she's petite and 
Um, she her, her she's been tracking, and I'm reading what she's what she's eating, and she eats high protein almost. I mean, every single day. And I told her, I said, "Wow, that's really a lot of protein. Have you ever tried eating less?" And she's like, "Well, uh, you know, protein satiates me, and that's why I eat a lot of it, and I feel good when I eat a lot of protein." And my question to her was, "Well, before you were so afraid of eating fat that that was maybe the macronutrient that you ate. How do you know if you if you drop that and bumped your fat intake, you wouldn't feel?" you know, even better. And she's like, well, that's a good point. Like you don't know until you start messing with these things yeah. to see and identify how your body responds. Okay, so I wanna- And then you can see, okay, this is what works really well for me. Um, these are the, the cycles that I can go through that make me feel great. I'm telling you at the end of this, uh, you really start to learn your body. But if you're so afraid of, and protein's the, mat- the magic macronutrient, right? Everybody's so mm-hmm. afraid of, of cutting that down. Like, it's okay to have a day of low protein. I promise you're going to be okay. You're not going to lose tons of muscle. But if anything, you're going to learn a little bit about your body and see how you respond when you have that high-protein day the following day. This is something that I teach, right? So we're going to pull carbohydrates back or we're going to totally eliminate sugar in the diet. So this is common. I just want to give people a heads up that this is not a signal that it's not working or it's bad for you and you need all these carbs. When you go, if you go and you're, let's say you're normal eating, whatever it is, doesn't matter what, this is your normal eating. Then all of a sudden you have trainer Sal says, let's get rid of uh, sugar out of your diet or let's get rid of carbohydrates and see how your body works. And if that's the only, the message you got from that, and then you go to your normal eating and all you do is take that out. And then what ends up happening is you get these headaches, you get tired, you get dizzy and you're just like, this ain't for me. I need my carbs. Well, you need to adjust your fat in order to change the body's system and how it's going to be utilizing or searching for energy. And this is very common Mm -hmm. when I take somebody and I put either teach them carb cycling or I teach them, you know, eliminating carbs and doing like a ketogenic, it doesn't matter. But if I take carbs away from someone who's been eating carbs for a very long time, they are very much so adapted as utilizing utilizing glucose as their primary source of fuel. And we want them to become more fat adaptive if I'm going to take that, that carbohydrate away. So I need to make sure that I prepare them mentally that, okay, if you decide you're going to take a macronutrient like a carbohydrate, which is used for fuel for us, out of there, you need to make sure you replenish it with one like fat and bump that up so you can now, and you need to probably give it at least a couple days for you. And I know they say it could take up to seven before we become fat adapted and when you adapt to that, but that first initial, all of a sudden you pull all these carbs out you may feel like you're low energy mm-hmm. and it's just because your body is switching systems. It doesn't know what's going on yet. Well, it's just interesting how I, how I look at fat like that, like how much better I assimilate food by pairing it with fat, you know, and making sure that, um, you know, that's part of it. So if, when, when I'm adjusting macronutrients or doing anything like that, like I'm definitely – uh, making sure the fat is there to help my body sort of process everything better. No, you learn a lot about your body when, crazy. You, when you do that kind of stuff. I mean, when I, um, for years, I barely, I mean, I ate vegetables, but I ate tons of them because they didn't build muscle, right? Vegetables don't build any muscle. But more recently, over the past few years, where I've incorporated these, where I've started to undulate things and listen to my body, I'll have days where I eat mostly vegetables. Man, I feel fantastic. I wouldn't have known I, that. I always do. I wouldn't have made it, that connection mm-hmm. had I not been open enough to, it's to, why to vegan, move things it, around. It's why vegan people get so crazy too, though. Mm-hmm. It's why they're so passionate it's about It's like the, the, the time that guy drank like a bunch of water and hadn't drunk water. Yeah. You know, like, whoa, I feel so great and energetic. You know, it's funny. If you give, an, if you give a regular person that eats a shitty American diet and you give them one of those juices, those, uh, you know, uh, not, not fruit juice, but like vegetable juices, like, wow, I have so much energy. Why did I get so much energy from yeah, drinking yeah, that? Yeah. That so your body was, just, and just they like needed those nutrients. Just like just that same Starving. thing with water too. Well, that's such a true story. Water and, because I, I was somebody like that. I totally did not get enough water for my, and then when I first, like, then I had to start tracking. I was like, whoa, 
whoa. I know, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, my energy levels were better. My muscle bellies were filled up more. I was like, oh my God, water is magic. And Sally makes, used to make fun of me on the show all the time because he'd be like, that's Adam, like fucking water for everything. Water, water, water. water, water. Water's the Dude, but do you, did you consider water? <laughs> yeah, right. Did you? But I do. I mean, it's it's yeah. just another it's just another thing that I, I have learned during my journey. And I know there's got to be somebody else that's like that, that, dude, if you've never tracked your water mm-hmm. and you don't realize that you're dehydrated most oh, of the time, you'll be yeah. blown away you when know you what? just that, stay hydrated. You just bring up a good point. I, I think I might have brought up the, this up in the past, but I wonder, and this is speculation. Okay, I'm going to preface this because I don't want you to go try this. But I wonder if undulating water intake a little bit might have some benefit. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I you do know, that. It must. That, that's how I get ready. So, so what? Where, where? I mean, besides the aesthetic benefit. Well, no, but, yeah, well, uh, yeah, but there's... So when this well, it's another resource it's you want to talk, get right. If you want to talk about something wild. That when I, I every time I got told to do something like so, the guys who I would at, be asking a lot of I asked a lot of coaches around here. I have buddies that are coaches for other IFBB pros and stuff, and they're some of the most well known guys. And you know they they teach a lot of these you know bro science philosophies, right? And you know the water cutting is one of those. Now there's there's def once again there's some science to this, but it's not just as black as black and white as both sides make it look. There's either the anti side, which like uh, Lane Norton, who's like, oh, you know, that's stupid. You, why would you ever want to get rid of water? Water, sixty percent of your muscle bellies are filled with water, and that's important when you're getting on stage and presenting them. Then you have the other side that says you want to be dry as a bone and you want to pull all that out, and you don't want any carbs, water in your system. So there's these different camps. Well, really, there's a little bit of truth to both. So. You know, you you don't want all this subcutaneous water sitting in your system when you're getting up getting up on to present yourself on stage. So you do want your body to kind of pull that out or dry that out. But then you also still want water in your muscle belly. So where how do you do this? Well, so what I teach people is to push their water up really high to a point, not to where you're gonna drown yourself, because it takes a it would take a ton of water to do that. But for a guy my size, I would get as high as like three gallons of water in a day. That's a lot of water. Mm-hmm. It's a ton. It's a ton more than anybody needs. And all I'm training my body to do is to get adapted to that much water in its system. And I'm pushing that through my system. And after a while, you're peeing every five seconds. And then after that, you're peeing every 10 minutes. Then your body does start to get too used to it. And it's, and it's, and it's filtering it at a much faster rate than what it was before you ever did that. Then when it's time for showtime, I slowly start to pull that, take, deprive the body of water, but not to the point where I don't ever give it. Like still going on stage, I'm going to have a half a gallon to a gallon of water, which is, believe it or not, more water than the average person eats or drink, yeah. drinks in a day. So the pulling and taking away. And then I, you get a diuretic effect from that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Now, I'm, I'm wondering if there's a health benefit uh, yeah. to it because. I would, I would argue that there's got to be. I mean, most. I don't, think, I don't think there should be a wide fluctuation um, because mm. I'm pretty sure humans always tried to stay near water at some point. But you've got it. You've got to imagine that uh, through throughout evolution, humans probably went through periods where there was a lot less water and where there was a lot more water. And I'm wondering if the body, uh, if there's some beneficial effects of that. I would like to see some science. Yeah. If there's any, if you listen, if you're listening, interesting. If you're listening and you hear and you know of anything, uh, message us uh, on Instagram because I'd be interested to see something like that. Something I've been thinking about lately. Um, but I don't recommend it. Don't no. undulate. Don't yeah. undulate your water. We're talking about calories and macros. <laughs> Most people aren't drinking enough water to begin with. Yeah. So, yeah. If you like Mind Pump, leave us a five star rating review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, you'll get a free T shirt. Also, check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. Adam is at Mind Pump Adam, and Justin is at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance. 
check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. Mind Pump.